Hello everyone. Perhaps one of the main areas we could all do with some help is prayer. There are some great books that can help us, advice from some helpful Christians, and of course we learn as we pray. Even Jesus' disciples who had been taught well said, Lord, teach us how to pray. We're not always confident in our ability and often we assume everyone's better at praying than we are. We have great news today. Help really is available. The Holy Spirit who is with us will help us as we discover life in the Spirit. Have a great day. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters, And those he predestined, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. So as you've gleaned from um, Stuart's message, we are talking about prayer life in the spirit. And you know, sometimes when you talk to people about in the spirit, never mind what you're doing, just the, the, the concept of spirit or spiritual realm, some people get freaked out. Some people think, ooh, I don't know about that. I just want to read my Bible. But life in the spirit, what it basically is, is doing what the Bible says. That's all it is. It is not about being goofy. It is not about seeing things that don't align with God's word. It's not about messages that actually when people hear them, they can connect it to the word of God. Life in the spirit is basically looking at the Bible and just doing what it says. Because that is what it means, walking in the spirit. And that's why the Bible tells us to renew our minds as well. Because our minds by nature are carnal. But when we renew our minds with God's word and we allow the Holy Spirit to help us to, 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 to be in the right place, to be doing the right things, to be saying the right things, to be thinking the right things, then we're walking in the spirit. So this morning we're going to be focusing specifically on um, prayer in the spirit. And this is based on Romans 8 from verses 26 to 30. We were just singing a song, How He Loves Us. And it got me thinking um, how he loves us. When Lucy came to read the scripture, it was about how he loves us. And it made me think how he loves us. That not only that Jesus went to that cross he went through all he went through. But when he was going, he said, when I go to the Father, I will send you the Holy Spirit. Who will lead you into all truth. The Holy Spirit has a key purpose in our lives as Christians. His role is to guide us, to lead us to illuminate things so that we can see, to open our ears to hear, to give us the right words in season to speak, 
to help us to pray. All that God can wants to do on the surface of this earth, he will do through Jesus in the power of the Holy Spirit, but he needs us as the vessels that he works through. Can I have that first slide that says help, just to focus our mind? One of the key functions of the Holy Spirit is to help us in our prayer life. Years ago, when I started to learn to pray, I went to what I would call a prayer boot camp. It was actually my local church. And what we used to do was pray on Saturdays from 4 o'clock till 8. So when you go in there, you know there's no preaching, you're going in there to pray. But one of the things I learned in that period was actually how to depend on the Holy Spirit because we all have the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that when you're born again and you've been baptized by the Holy Spirit, you've received the Holy Spirit, it lives in you. He is in every single one of us. And that's where I learned through prayer to allow the Holy Spirit to lead me, to allow him to guide me, to allow him to speak through me. And through those processes, I did make some mistakes. But what happened was he also turned me around to help me to learn from those mistakes. We should never, as God's children, be scared about saying, Holy Spirit, help me. Because, you know, someone gave this concept once before, I think it was Benny Hinn, that said that the Holy Spirit is more real than the fresh air that you breathe. How amazing is that? You know, psychologists say that human beings... We, we have a face that is our public face. We all do it. And we have a face that is our private face or at home face. We all do that. But do you know what is interesting? God can see beyond all of those faces. So when you come before him in prayer, you might as well just open it up and ask him, Holy Spirit, help me. Because I do that a lot when I go to pray. I never go to pray and think I know what I want to pray about. I know how to pray. I know what to say because I don't. That is the truth. I don't. But what happens is when I get there and I say, Holy Spirit, help me to pray. And I open my heart and let him guide me. So you might be thinking, but Barbara, when I'm praying, how do I know that it's the Holy Spirit guiding me? That's a very good question to ask. But the way you know it's the Holy Spirit guiding you is he is part of the Godhead. God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, they are one. The Holy Spirit would never ever tell you something that takes you away from God's word. The Holy Spirit would never tell you something that diminishes Jesus. 
The Holy Spirit will never tell you something that takes you away from God the Father and giving glory to him. Because the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God. So practical application. Before you start to pray, ask for his help. Ask him to guide you in what to pray and how to pray. But you see, sometimes I've heard people say to me, but Barbara, I've been praying for so long about this particular thing and nothing happens. But what we do a lot of the times is we have a need and we figure out ourselves what the answer to that need is. And then we go to God and say, right, well, maybe you need a job. And you think, well, actually where your job should be is Tesco's. Because you like Tesco's and they've got this job that you really like and your best friend works in Tesco's. So you go to God with this idea of Tesco and you know the job and you start to pray. You fast, you pray, you cry, you holler, you, you do everything, beat yourself up and then nothing happens. And then we turn around and we say, well, God doesn't answer prayers. But actually, if we took that need to God and say, Holy Spirit, I need a job. I have a need for a job. Help me to pray the God Father's perfect will for me in that particular situation. Open my eyes to see which job you have set aside for me. Open my eyes to see when this job is likely to come up. But you see, when we knock on doors and they don't open, there are two things that could be wrong. We might be knocking on the wrong I've been there, I've done it. And secondly, you might be knocking on the right door, but timing is so important in God's system. Seasons are so important in God's system. So it is asking the Holy Spirit to lead you to knock on the right door, but to also help you to knock on that door at the right time. Because what happens when someone's pregnant, the gestation period is 10 months. If you have a baby at four months, there's a likelihood that baby is not going to survive because it's not the right time. When doors don't open open for us in prayer, there's also another facet to it about our maturity as God's children. And those are the things that the Holy Spirit in prayer can help us to see and to recognize. And when you see and you recognize that you have peace about your prayer, even though you haven't seen it yet in reality, it hasn't manifested yet. What do I mean about maturity? I'm not talking about your age, how old you are. I am talking about your spiritual maturity. So you want God, you had this dream that you're going to be the next prophet that would prophesy and people will rise up from the dead. That might be a godly dream. Joseph had that dream, didn't he? About his coat. He had it. But what he did was he didn't wait for the right time before telling everybody else about it. And that showed at that particular time where his maturity was. So God, when we pray, 
There is the time. There is the right door. And then there is us. And that's where the Holy Spirit comes in. Because he helps us if we let him. He would help us to grow. So that when we knock on that door at the right time and we walk into that job interview, there is no question on the face of this earth that they would ask you that you can answer. And it will not be just about the questions. You'll be your persona. You will be that grace, that favor that's all over you that they cannot but bow and give you the job. When God does something, he does it right every time. But when we don't ask the Holy Spirit to help us, that's when we get battered and bruised. I don't know if you've ever read a book by Benny Hinn called The um, Good Morning Holy Spirit. And another one by a chap called Paul Yonggichau. He's um, a, a pastor of a church. He's the largest church in the world. He's in South Korea. If you've never read those books, I would encourage you to read them. Because what they do is get you to start to ask yourself some questions about your reliance on the Holy Spirit. I am not a particularly clever person. My husband would tell you. He's very kind. He might not, but... <laughs> I am not terribly clever. I do the most amazing things. I would buy something. The box, box would come in. I'll open it and start trying to put it together without reading the instructions. Who does that? Oh, wow, I'm not the only one, thank God. <laughs> that's brilliant. <laughs> but that, that's me. And then when it doesn't work, and I say to him, this thing isn't working. And then he will say, oh, did you read the instructions? Ah, no. But sometimes that's us, though, in our prayer life. But do you know, God's passion and his desire is for every single child of his to see themselves as prayer warriors. That is his desire because he's building an army. He is building an army. That's what we are. He is building an army. And prayer is the medium through we reach, we reach out to God. Prayer is the medium through which we speak his words and those strongholds come tumbling down because he's already said his word will not return void. Prayer is communication with the Father through Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one who pleads for us on our behalf. When the different versions of that scripture that I read, so John 14, verse 26, it says, But the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything I have said to you. Now, the NIV and the New Living Translation versions, they call the Holy Spirit the Advocate. I worked in social services for quite a number of years. I've worked in different fields <laughs> for a number of years and um, worked quite closely with social workers. And what they do is they are the mouthpiece for their clients. They would go to court on behalf of their clients. They would go to the housing department. They would go to anywhere they need to go to make sure that the issues that those clients have are resolved. The Bible says the Holy Spirit is our advocate. 
The Holy Spirit is the one that goes before us in prayer. But you see, for him to be your advocate, you have to ask him and invite him and give him that room to be the advocate. Because when your advocate begins to speak, you keep quiet. When your advocate begins to speak, you listen. When your advocate gives you an instruction, you follow it. That is the only way that an advocate acting on your behalf can do a good job for you. But a lot of the times what we do is we spend so much time arguing with the Holy Spirit. When he's trying to direct us this way, we keep arguing. See, I did that um, a few years ago. I, I think I've told some people this story where... Um, I was minding my own business, okay? And the Holy Spirit spoke to me to give a couple a certain amount of money. Now, my first question was, wow, that's a lot of money. I don't even know them. It must be my mind. Well, why would I go and give what if this and what if that and blah, 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 blah. So I did this for a whole week. So the following Sunday, I came to church. And that couple was sitting a few rows in front of me. And that thought came back into my mind. Would you believe I was still arguing about it? And I still sat there in my seat thinking, no, it can't be. It can't be. No, 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 no. I mean, they might not even have a need. And I sat there during worship, I remember, and I felt something like an electricity jolt. I got out of my seat, went out there, wrote the check out, called the woman, and gave it to her. Now, when I gave it to her, she looked at me, she looked at the check, and she walked away. And I thought, right, okay. Now, it definitely was my mind. But later that day, she rang me. And she said to me, the reason that I walked away was because last night, her and her husband had been having quite a lot of financial issues, and they were at breaking point. And what they said to God was, Father, we need help. The Holy Spirit was their advocate because what did he do? He came to me. But what was I doing? Arguing with him. When we come to pray, the Holy Spirit as our advocate is the one that goes to the Father. As an advocate, you know, sometimes when you want to pray and you remember all these things that you've done, all these sins you've committed, even just five minutes before you kneel down or stand up and start to pray, it all comes rushing into your mind. And you start thinking to yourself, well, maybe I shouldn't even be standing here praying. But if you just say, Holy Spirit, help me to pray God's perfect will right now. Help me to see what you see. Go before me to the Father. He will, because that's why he's here. Every single person who has a need has an advocate. It doesn't matter how big that need is. It doesn't matter how small. It doesn't matter how long you've been waiting. The Holy Spirit is your advocate. But I think the question for us is, are we willing and ready to accept him as our advocate? To let him be in our lives what God has called him to be. Because when we do that, it means we need to let go. 
and letting go for us is the most difficult thing. But you see, when we get to the point when we recognize that the Holy Spirit is our helper in prayer, that he is our advocate, what happens is when you have that acknowledgement in here and you speak it out of your mouth and you say to him, I need you because it is only in your strength that I can be strong. When you say that, your brain, your mind hears because the Bible already says faith comes by hearing and hearing God's word. So we need to speak it out to ourselves. We need to acknowledge that weakness. We need to acknowledge that we need him. Do you know, when, when I see people who are not Christians and they're going through some horrendous things. And I see an, a Christian going through exactly the same set of scenarios. And at the end of it, that non-Christian comes out battered and bruised. And sometimes they just they don't want to go on because they're exhausted. But when you then look at the Christian who allowed the Holy Spirit to carry them, to be their advocate, to be their helper, they went through the same situation. But when they come out the other end, they're praising God. They've been beaten up as well, but they're praising God. Their attitude is like, Lord, I want more of you. That is the difference. The Holy Spirit is the one that helps us to prevail through prayer. When we say, um, when we become a Christian and we invite the Holy Spirit to, to, to want to be baptized by the Holy Spirit and we accept Jesus and the Father and the Holy Spirit, the way that the Holy Spirit can ever do anything on the face of this earth is through us. And that includes prevailing in prayer. That is the only way that his desires, which is the Father's desires, can be brought to fruition. When we read about Daniel, Daniel went through some serious situations. He was thrown in a lion's den. I don't know if you've heard in, in our time, people who climb into the lion's den in the zoos, they don't make it. Daniel was in the lion's den. He was, they were circling him in the lion's den. And Daniel was in the middle. And they didn't touch him. That wasn't because of Daniel. That was the prevailing power of the Holy Spirit. Because when you read about the life of Daniel, he was always praying. He went through really difficult situations, but he continued to pray. And the reason he could do that was because he allowed the Holy Spirit to be the one that leads him, to be the one that is the prevailing wind that carries him through. Hannah is another one in the Bible who had years and years seeking God's face in prayer for a baby. 
She went to really difficult emotional torture, waiting for this baby. But she persisted because she allowed the Spirit of God to strengthen her. Through her tears, she allowed him to strengthen her and she kept going to the temple. Year after year, going to the temple. Some people would have given up. Elijah prayed that it would not rain for three years and there was no rain. And he prayed for another, that it would rain after the three years that they would have rain. And it did rain. That wasn't because he was Elijah, because the Bible already tells us that he's a man with weaknesses just like us. He was exactly like us. But that was the power of the Holy Spirit. When the Israelites were in the desert and manna came down from heaven, that was the power of the Holy Spirit. Because you see, a lot of the times when we think about God the Father and we think about Jesus, we forget the Holy Spirit. He is the power of God on earth to us. Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father. That's what the Bible tells us. And it did say, I will send you my Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is sat next to you. He sat next to you. He never leaves your side. But how many times when we're in difficult situations do we say, Holy Spirit, help me to prevail. Help me to continue to pray. Help me to continue to believe. How many times do we say that? We keep hollering and calling on Jesus. But the Holy Spirit is next to you. We need to let him into the driving seat. Do you know, um, they watch a lot of F1 in my house. And um, I have to tell you, I don't understand what it's about. Because what you do is just see these men in cars, round and round and round and round, like 50 times. And I think, who does that? And they're going at speeds that you just, it makes you, you just think, no, this can't be real. This, but they love it in my house. And I even went to Silverstone once. I almost went deaf because it was so loud. But do you know one of the things that occurred to me just watching that is when the driver gets into the car. Now, can you imagine if the driver got into the car and that car was refusing to go where the driver was trying to steer it? They would have an enormous great crash because it does happen when the cars don't go the way the driver wants them to go, they're off, off the track. But the reason that happens is because the driver knows exactly what they're doing. They know how far to take that car. They know when to go around the bend. They know when to slow down. They know every single thing about that car and how to make sure they get the best out of it. That is what we need to allow the Holy Spirit to be in our lives. To be the one that drives us. To be the one that helps us to make decisions. That be the one that makes us to remain humble. Is the one that makes us to see things. Helps us to see the way that the Father sees. See, I want to say to you this morning. We were singing this morning. Oh, how he loves us. 
If you are struggling to love somebody, it doesn't matter whether they're Christian or not. Because do you know that every single person that God created, whether they haven't even accepted him yet, he loves them. Because he sent Jesus for them. And he will never change his mind. He loves them. If you are struggling to see a non-Christian as somebody that God loves, the Holy Spirit can help. Because that is his job. In Isaiah 59 verse 19, he says that when the enemy shall come like a flood, the Spirit of God shall raise up a standard against him. But that only works when we allow the Holy Spirit to be in the driving seat. That is the time that he can raise up a standard against the enemy. That is the only way that he can take his full place and be that advocate for us, be that protector for us, be that person that rises up on the inside of us when you start to pray and you're getting tired and something rises up inside you and you just feel your energy renewed and you think, come on, I can do this. That is the Holy Spirit. He provides for us. The Holy Spirit is the medium through where God meets our needs. When we pray for people and you lay hands on them, we pray to the Father in the name of Jesus. But what happens when people get healed? They would describe to you this warm feeling that went through that particular area, whatever it is that they needed prayer for. And after that, they felt that they were healed. They could feel it in their physical body. That is the power of the Holy Spirit. But do we acknowledge it when that happens and say, thank you, Holy Spirit. When you anoint somebody, that is the power of the Holy Spirit. When people get prayed for and they fall over and they receive the gift of prophecy and whatever it is, that is the power of the Holy Spirit. That is his provision. After Jesus was baptized, the Bible says that the Spirit, the Holy Spirit came on him and he went into the desert. And he did not eat or drink for 40 days. How many human bodies can withstand food, no food or water for 40 days? I'm not a scientist, but I've read somewhere that actually humans can go without food, uh, without food for a while. But you cannot exist without water for a long period of time. But Jesus did. And what did the enemy do? He comes to tempt him with food. He tempts him with all the things that are to do with our physical needs. But the only way Jesus resisted that was through the power of the Holy Spirit. Because he did what? He directed him back to the word of God. Do you think the Holy Spirit coming on Jesus when he was baptized and him going straight into the wilderness was an accident? There's a chap in Judges called Othniel. He was a king. Uh, he became a, uh, uh, Israel's judge after the Holy Spirit came on him and he went to war. 
And when you read it, it's in Judges 3 verse 10. And he says, he says he had good success. The Bible tells us that all things work together for the good of those who love God. The Holy Spirit was on Othniel. He actually reigned as Israel's judge for 40 years. And through that 40 years, they had peace. That was very rare in those times. When the disciples were walking along the road to Emmaus and they were having a conversation and Jesus was walking right next to them. When you read in the Bible, it says that they were not able to see him. They didn't recognize him. These were the disciples who had lived with him, prayed with him, eaten with him, slept in the same place with him, but they didn't recognize him. But when you carry on reading that chapter, it says then that at the end, their eyes were opened and they could see Jesus. The Holy Spirit gave them sight so they could see Jesus. The Holy Spirit is the one that provides us with that spiritual insight so we can see. Moses is stretched out his rod when the Israelites came to the Red Sea and Pharaoh was behind them very close and God just said to him, stretch out your rod. Now he stretched out his rod. The Red Sea parting was the Holy Spirit. Because when you go back to Genesis, when God was creating, the Holy Spirit was there. He is the one that provides for us. He is the one that pleads for us. He is the one that helps us. He is the one that helps us to prevail. And in closing this morning, I just want to say, God the Father is the architect. Jesus is the channel through which God works. And the Holy Spirit is God's power, bringing life to what God has designed to happen. When you pray for somebody who is dead, and you rest on God's word, and you allow the Holy Spirit to breathe life into that body, they will get up. Because that is him. I've heard about people going to be prayed for where their legs grow. That is the power of the Holy Spirit. So I said earlier on, you do not have to be an accomplished warrior, prayer warrior, this morning for the Holy Spirit to help you. Plead on your behalf. Be that prevailing wind that propels you or provide for you. But what we all need to do is actually give him room in our lives. Let him be in the driving seat. But to do that, we need to have that right relationship with him. So this morning, as I close, we're going to say uh, the prayer this morning. Now, if you've never said it before, this is your opportunity to actually invite the Holy Spirit into your life. Invite God the Father. Invite Jesus. And maybe you've said it before and you've wandered off 
and done your own thing, it's okay to say it again. And if you do your own thing again during the week, next week Sunday, say it again. Until the day when you say it, and for the weeks and weeks, you live the way that God wants you to. Should we say the prayer together? Dear Lord Jesus, I need you. I need your grace to forgive me and your love to change me. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. Please forgive me for the sin in my life. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. With your help, I will lead my life for you. Can, amen. Can the band come up? And I just want to say, if you have a need for prayer, then there are people here that you can go to who will be more than happy to pray for you because we all need someone to agree with us in prayer. Amen? Amen. God bless you.